Welcome back to the Katya Outdoors podcast. I'm Clayton, that's Ben. It's been a minute, so we're back in the lab putting some content together. Took a little bit of a hiatus. It's almost Christmas, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone out there. And we wanted to do kind of a year-end wrap-up, kind of talk about our experiences this year, kind of why we took our hiatus, um, and look ahead to next year. So, A hiatus is a break yeah, for those of exactly. the uneducated crowd. <laughs> So yeah, um, this year, 2023, was a lot of things. It was good, it was bad, it was ugly. fun, it was ugly, it was frustrating, it was exciting. It was a unique year. <clears throat> Had some new experiences that like, were new to me, like totally new to me. We'll, we'll get into it, but uh, we are planning, usually in the past we've done kind of a, a short-term rollout with our long-form videos on YouTube where... We'll have a hunt, and then within a month or six weeks, we'll roll out the hunt video. We decided to do something a little different this year. Uh, we're we're going to roll out a series of videos from all of our hunts 2023 and somebody else's hunts, too. So more to come on that. Pretty exciting news after the first of the year we'll share with everyone. But So look for that probably, probably late January, February, maybe. We'll start a weekly rollout. Yeah. You'll get to see all of our experiences this year. So... So before we get into the hunts, um, the re kind of the reason we've been MIA for the last couple of months, I, I think this is probably one of the, the busiest two-month time spans I've ever had. I think Likewise. I've, I've seen you once since we were hunting yeah. in Colorado, so in September. It's yeah, been that crazy. It's been busy, super busy. <clears throat> so you started a business, yeah? Yeah, so, what, so I started a new business, um, a local service business, and... Um, I already run a local service business. We started another one. So it's it's been uh, crazy trying to get all that sorted out and all the all the stuff that goes along with starting another business. So it's been it's been wild for me and I've been having to dump a lot of my time and finances into that. So I haven't been had the energy or time to get involved in editing up videos, putting content out. So the channel has had to suffer a little bit. Yeah. Short short time frame for all that. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're you're a plumber, and so you've had your plumbing business what for like you've been on your own for like six years. Six years, yeah. Yeah, and this is a kind of a branch off of that, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean it's it's a completely separate entity, but it's a similar industry. It's water heaters. We're doing all <clears throat> water heaters for this new company, uh, water heater installation and repairs, um, and that's just going to be the entirety of the company. Um, but what's it called? What's the name? It's of it? called Water Heater Heroes. Yep. Nice. So it's 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 exciting. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a good thing. Have you officially launched it, or is it January first? Still... Okay, yeah, is our official launch. So we're we're getting all the back end together. Our website's getting finished up. All of our social medias. We're starting a YouTube for that too, um, just to add fill content into the website and for customers to, you know, whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's where I my head's been for the last two months, just <laughs> buried in paperwork. Yeah, it's a lot. Along with my regular stuff, and then you know, Katya Outdoors stuff, and, you know, it's been busy. So, yeah, that's been, that's been your thing for the last couple months. Uh, I started writing a book, so I'm not very far into it. I'm, like, at, I think, 3,500 words as of yesterday. Long way to go. I basically have a 3,500 of now. 5 million. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but, yeah, it's, I'm kind of researching as I write, so it's a slow process. So, yeah, it's been busy. And then, of course, the normal... Family, work, stuff. Yep. And the holidays are busy for everyone. Yeah. And you true. got 
kids and events and kids kids events and plays all the stuff and, yeah, yeah family obligations stuff, everything yeah. so excuses you know, <laughs> lots of good excuses to not be doing stuff for the yeah. company but after the first of the year we're gonna uh, get on a normal schedule or get on a schedule period Get on a schedule yeah yeah so the podcast is in has just been for this first year which each year will be like a new season for the podcast so starting in january it'll be season two and this year was just as we had time we would shoot a podcast yeah uh, next year we're hoping to get on a regular schedule with it for the first time a little organization will go a long way yeah so hopefully we'll have a um a regular um man what's the word i'm looking for interval well hopefully we'll have a regular interval mm-hmm. of uh podcast release dates and um you know so we're going to be we're going to be getting some new people on the podcast um just branching out finding different people if you guys have recommendations put it put it in the comments but um there's going to be a few that are going to be that we've already kind of gotten the pipeline that are going to be interesting mm-hmm. so um That'll be fun doing podcasts. Podcasts are fun. They're always fun, especially with guests. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Okay. Let's, let's talk about what we're going to be adding to our channel here. Okay. So we're adding a, a new person to the channel. You've seen him before, uh, David Bertram. So we did a hunt with him in January of it. Was it this year? Or was yeah. It last, was 2023, it? January. Yeah. And that feels like it was six two years, years ago. ago. <laughs> uh, so we did this hunt in, in Arizona, the archery hunt. And so you can go back and see the video and Davey. We like to call him Davey. Um, Whether he likes it or not, yeah. that's what we call him. We'll be from henceforth called Davey. So we did that hunt with him and, and we've known Davey for a long time. Yeah, he's been a close family friend for, since I was a small child. So. so he will be officially coming on with Katja Outdoors as a channel contributor uh, his specialty is Southern California hunting, which is really cool because we're in Northern California. Yep. I've never hunted Southern California. We don't have any content down there. And there's a lot of, a lot of you guys that watch and stuff are from Southern California or the middle of the state and hunt in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of our content is just kind of a whole different world away from what's going on in SoCal. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be cool to have, you guys are going to see some, the dude's putting out some solid yeah. stuff. Yeah, He's he holding is. it together this year. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be really exciting. Some some awesome, some awesome deer hunting content from Southern California and some other good stuff. So you guys will be excited to see all that. And he'll be a regular contributor to the podcast as well. So there'll be a lot of like how tos, discussions, and all that um, experiences from Southern yeah. California. Yeah, it's so, going to be good. Yeah. Excited. Yeah, that's cool. It'll be exciting stuff. Um, so this year. We we did that scouting trip to a new area we'd never been. Mm-hmm. Like same general area here in California for deer hunting, but it was a new area within the general yeah, area. Yeah, same right? region, same different region, area. different area. And we did this turn and burn trip. We it was crazy. I think we did 11 miles in 24 hours. Stayed up all night hiking. It was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. one of the most brutal hikes I've ever been on. It was, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like a lot, 11 miles in 24 hours. It's like, no, I can hike 11 miles in 24 hours. Anybody can do that. Um, But this was like, we started at like midnight and then hiked through the night and started Mm -hmm. glass. We did no sleep. We started glassing first thing in the morning, glassed all day and hiked all day around looking for new spots to glass. And then right before dark, we decided, ah, let's get out of here. We saw what we needed to see. So we hiked out and... um, and it was like there's this huge gulch to get through, and it was like a 2,000-foot 
rise and drop from where we were going. It was just, it was a really tough hike. And mm-hmm. to boot, a lot of trees had fallen across the trail. So we're on like a cliffside, like shimmying around trees with our backpack, with camp in it. and Crawling under trees. Yeah, it was crazy. Crawling. It was mm-hmm. crazy. And all on zero sleep. So that's what made it really challenging. So, but we had fun and we, we saw a lot of good bucks in we there. We did. We did. So we were psyched about archery season because of what we'd seen. However, when we went hunting, we didn't go there. No. Why did we not go there? I don't remember. I was just thinking about that. I think we just chickened out, honestly. We hiked in and we saw all these bucks in this incredible country. And then we started thinking too much about it, about how how tough the hike was. And And I think we convinced ourselves that we had seen just just as many quality bucks elsewhere. Right. In areas where we were familiar and didn't have to. Which we have in the past. We have. We have. Didn't see them this year. Not as much recently. I will say that. It has been on a decline. Yeah. So we did that scouting trip and then fast forward to archery season. We're like, ah, choke the good spot. Let's go to the old spot. (laughs) Hunting memories instead of deer. So, okay. With, with this archery hunt, it's really tough because I'll just fast forward to the end of the hunt. We drove home like defeated, cursing this spot and deflated. Like we're never coming back here. We're sick of it. But then after all the dust settled, we, we started going back and looking at pictures and videos of the bucks we saw. Mm-hmm. How many bucks did we see? Uh, pff, I don't know, 13 or 15 or something, like shooter bucks. Like good, I mean, big bucks. Not, fork, not forkies. Like, no. We're talking quality, in big. One, in one little spot, like last day, this was like a relatively new spot for us. We've never mm-hmm. hunted there before. Uh, we've drove by it and looked at it. But one little spot on one hill one morning, we saw, was that five? Five. Shooter yeah. bucks. Like good bucks. Yeah. So the smallest buck we saw, I mean, we saw a spike and a fork, but didn't even really get footage of those. We got footage of some bruisers. One of them was super cool. It was a, a broken off. It was a three by three. Well, I think it was a three by three. On the right side, he had a, a three point rack way outside his ears and nothing on the left. Yeah. And he was hard horned in August. So I don't know oh, if it weird. was a genetic deal, but it was super cool. Yeah. And so we saw. And that was just in that one spot. Right. How long did we hunt? Four days? Five days? I don't know. Kind of just many days. <laughs> <laughs> As it, was, many. <laughs> it was a tough hunt. Um, but looking back, so opening So morning, we didn't kill anything. Yeah, yeah. On that hunt. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But looking back, I remember getting up opening morning. We were the only ones out there. There yep. was no other truck at the trailhead. Yep. Had the whole place to ourselves. We get up opening morning. And we climb to this basin that we've been to a hundred times. And we know that it holds animals, but they're <laughs> really sensitive in this spot because it's kind of a central location uh, where trails kind of crisscross. And so the first hint of pressure, if you go in the summer before season, you'll see animals there. Yeah. And they don't really care about you being there either. Like you can see them off in the distance. They'll kind of walk off, whatever. But some like switch flips when it gets close to deer season. And these deer turn into like ninjas. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So, like, like a pack of rookies, we walked to the edge of this basin. It was me, Ben, and John. And, or, I mean, we're being quiet, it's, but it's really quiet first thing in the morning. First light. First light. Of course, thermals are going down like a waterfall. And like a bunch of knuckleheads, we went right up to the edge, and we just kind of peeked over, and we're just kind of looking around. Four giant. Big bucks. Giant. Bucks. I mean, 
course, we didn't get any on film, but trust me, <laughs> it leaves this big. And the more I think about it, the bigger they get. Yeah. No, but they were they were they were guys. all they were all shooters for yeah. us. I mean, we're not trophy hunters, but I mean, everyone likes to shoot a better age class of deer, mm-hmm. and so something that I would immediately recognize like that's a shooter. Like it's not a young mm-hmm. buck; it's a mature. You wouldn't hesitate. Yeah, no, and yeah. all of those were that way. Yeah. So they immediately busted. I don't know if they winded us, or if they hurt us, or both. Uh, but they were gone mm-hmm. and we, so I, I think at first though, there was two or three and we we're like, Oh man, what are we doing? So we kind of sat down, took our backpacks off. And shortly after we did that, two more bucks jumped yeah. up a little, a little bit further down the hill and took off. Yep. So there was four or five bucks all bedded. I think there was five of them in there. There was five. So there yeah. was five bucks bedded on the side of this basin on our side of the basin. And we blew them out within 200, 300 yards of us, mm-hmm. all of them. And the crazy thing is, after we pressured those bucks, we spent like another three days in that area and continually checked back in that area. Glass, I mean, we glassed our little eyeballs out mm-hmm. and we never turned those bucks up again. Mm-hmm. They weren't, they were gone. I mean, we really covered that area. Yeah, that basin was a ghost town from that moment on. Yep. They never came back. We saw some deer in the next basin over, but mm-hmm. not that one. So, so yeah, that next basin, we played our, our cards better. Mm-hmm. We did. And our game plan was, okay, let's back it up. And let's play this like traditional, the traditional way, which is watch a buck, bed the buck, and then make your stock. But with blacktails, that's sometimes really, really difficult mm-hmm. because of where they bed and because it's not... It's Terrain not, dependent. Yeah, because it's not these high alpine basins where they're bedding kind of in the open or there's one small clump of trees where you know that buck's in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just trees yep. everywhere. So they'll disappear in 30 seconds. And yep. that's kind of what happened. We yep. watched this buck bet or, or feed on a bush, and then he turned turn around and walked maybe 50 yards. Mm-hmm. We never saw him again. Yep. Just went around the corner and disappeared. Yep. That was it. So it, it's, it is tough. It mm-hmm. is tough. But I look back, and I, I kick myself. And this is kind of what I wanted to get to with like my perspective was I feel like I need to be a better hunter. Mm-hmm. That was my takeaway from 2023 was a lot of my failures this year – but it was because of me. It wasn't because I didn't see animals. Or maybe, or maybe limitations that you put on yourself in your mind. That could be it too. Or that, maybe I'm not allowing enough time. Uh, my physical fitness isn't good enough. My mental toughness isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, my skill set needs to improve. Right. But I need to be better. The opportunities were there. So, so, this, so this is a, like a, I don't want to say an argument or whatever, but it's an age-old uh, discussion. And we were talking about this before the podcast, is that, there's two factors to this. Yes, I agree with you that we, the hunters, are, are the limitation on the hunt, right? Obviously, we're, we're doing the hunting. But also, you know, we're just like regular working men, mm-hmm. right? We're not, we're yeah, not like we hunters. have a YouTube channel and stuff, but we're not career hunters. This is not all we do. We have a regular living. We have, t- you know, families, all this stuff. So we only have so much time to dedicate. We get one, maybe two scouting trips per year, and then, you know, a couple of weeks total hunting. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if you're like a single guy that has no family and has a halfway decent job and time, and you can just go out there and spend 30 days and during season hunting or 20 days or 15 days or whatever throughout the season, you're going to get a lot of Intel mm-hmm. that we even can't get because we're under time constraints. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like aligning the moon and the stars to get our schedules all set up to where we can even go. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of our biggest limitations is just not like 
like when we pressure these deer or when other hunters pressure these deer, they go somewhere mm -hmm. and we have ideas about where they go, but we don't have the time to go chasing these deer and figure out where they go and set up the cameras and scout six or seven times. Like we, we don't know. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're doing our best guesswork and using years of hunting experience to kind of narrow things down. So our learning curve over the years, being family men and having regular jobs has been a lot longer than someone who's a career hunter or a guide or just someone who has a lot of free time, you yeah. know? So, so our, our knowledge is, it's hard gained, right? It is hard gained. Yeah. And we still have a lot to learn. Yep. We do. Uh, Absolutely. You never, you never finish learning. Every year we find <clears throat> something about these deer. It's like, uh, how do we not know that, you yeah. know, they did this or they did that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I wish I had more time obviously, but, um, I think as the kids start getting older and they're willing to go on the trips or whatever, it can, it can free up a little bit of time, allow us more time out there. But as businesses take off and other folks can do, yeah. can take care of stuff. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We just need, you know, like a million more subscribers <laughs> and then it's all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my takeaway was like being better, but that's true. You only have the time you have. I mean, think about it. I'm, I'm a plumber, right? That's my profession. I'm really good at it. Been doing it for most of my life. And before I was an adult, I was a professional at plumbing. <laughs> so, you know, that's taken me 15 years. How many, how many hours is that? A you lot. put out, I mean, endless hours. So I'm really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. If you put someone you know, and said, Hey, you can, you're going to be a plumber, but you only get to practice plumbing a couple weeks out of the year. And I expect you to be a professional plumber after a couple of years. Like <laughs> it's not going to work that way. You're not going to know everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. All the small details you're, you're going to have to learn them the hard way. So well, I'm the type of person though, that if, if I fail at something, I want to know first why I failed mm -hmm. and how do I fix it to where I can be successful. Right. I want to know those two things. And looking back, I think I can pinpoint the reasons why I failed and some of them are out of my control. Like I'm, I'm not going to have 20 days to just go out, disappear into the woods. I'm right. It's not. Nope. I can't fix that. Nope. But there are things I can fix. So, okay, taking that, let's talk about Colorado. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so Colorado, we, so we, we put in for, what was it, unit 55? 55. 55. <clears throat> the one kind of centered around Gunnison. In fact, that's where I got this coffee mug. But we put in, we had one L point, I think. One or two. I don't know. It was, however many, it was a waste. <laughs> we <laughs> wasted one or two L points. Another spoiler alert. Uh, so we've always dreamed about hunting high country. We've talked about it for years. Before this year, I had never been above uh, 9,000 feet, upper eights, low nines, somewhere like around there. Stuff, uh, hunting, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I think I've been, I don't even know if I've been up there, like, that's, that's pretty high. I think the only time I've ever been higher than that is hiking in Yosemite in places, you know, and yeah. get up pretty high, but th yeah, that's different. Ahead. Yeah. It's very different. So we've always had this dream. We, we want to do a high country, uh, mule deer hunt, like the high, high basin stuff, archery mm -hmm. hunt. And we just want to hunt the high country. It's a new experience. It's a new challenge. And we didn't really dive into it as far as research and like what to expect. At least I didn't. Not that much. I a little either. bit, but not much. I didn't. And so I thought, well, I'll just kick up the cardio and I'll, you know, I'll be fine. So Gunnison or the, the area around Gunnison, Unit 55, it's high country. 
And so we, we draw the tag. Unit like 55. the low country there is like 9,000 feet. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That's literally low country up there. And if you know elk, those, those mountain elk, they're up there. Oh, yeah. They're going to go as high as they can go before it's sheep country. Yeah. And so that is like, what was that, 12, 12 to 12.5? 12, yeah. 12,000 feet to 12.5? Yeah. The highest peaks around there are like 13. So it was, yeah. It was, the timber line was like 12 and a half, 12, mm -hmm. six, and we were camped at 12. Yeah, we were camped at 12. So we get there and, you know, we go into this with the expectation of this is a draw unit. And that was the first mistake. Just because it's a draw unit. Yeah. And we've talked about it on the channel before with California X zones. Just yep. because it's a draw unit doesn't mean you're going right. to go exactly. be tripping over bucks. Like, exactly. It doesn't happen that way. But, you know, we're excited. It's elk. You know, we haven't hunted elk in a couple of years. So, and it's a big expense. Like we're going to Colorado, we're packing all our gear, we're taking a week off work. We're, you know, we had what, six or seven days to hunt? Yeah, it was like a nine day trip total. I think we had seven, seven days, six Seven days. hunting days, six hunting days, something like that. So we get there and our, we had, of course didn't scout. So we're trying to figure it out on the fly. Mm -hmm. And actually we, we got in touch with a guy. Do you remember his name? I don't. I don't even remember his guide service. I'm sorry, dude, if you're watching the video. I apologize. <laughs> he was awesome, though. He was very helpful. He was extremely helpful. And we called up the guide, and we said, I think we'd poked around for like a day. Two days. Two days, we'd okay. We burned two days hiking around, finding nothing. Yeah, we'd seen old sign, mm -hmm. which, which we've realized we're really good at finding Tons of hikers sign. and OHV yeah, drivers. Tons yeah. of them. Popular area. And we saw some old sign that was a week or two old, like prior to archery mm -hmm. season opening. It should, be, it should have been peak rut at that point. Yeah. You know? And so we called the guide and he said, all right, I don't have any clients right now or I probably wouldn't be sharing this information, but I would go to, he named like two or three spots. And so we're like, hey, we really appreciate this. We're going to mention you on the channel, which we'll, we'll dig up his name and we'll, we'll put it in there. We'll put it in the description to this video so you can check him out. He was awesome. I highly recommend if you're going to get 55, talk to this guy. So <clears throat> we decided, okay, we're going to, we had a base camp and the base camp was at nine wasn't it or it was 92. nine and some change yeah, yeah. and so i i learned with elevation the higher you go it's exponentially different oh yeah it's not yeah it's very like 10 is very different from nine and 11 mm -hmm. is way different from 10 yes so we we pinpointed the spot on the map we had to park the truck at a trailhead and then we had i forget three mile hike or something to get where this guy told us to go so we parked the truck and as soon as you step out and start moving around. You're like, oh, this is different. Yeah. I think we parked the truck at 10.5. Something like that. Just, it was over 10. And then we put our packs on. We had like three or four days of stuff in our packs. Food, water, and everything. Well, not water. Because we could get water. Um, and we start hiking. And we're climbing and we're climbing. And it was like, it was like someone put a clamp on my chest. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> and it was just so hard to just breathe. And I'm like... I'm used to doing things. Yeah, we, like, we hike a lot and don't, we don't, it doesn't bother us. Yeah, I, the I, country I, we're used to, we hike all over that place. Right. Six, 7,000 feet, 8,000 feet, no big deal. Yeah, it's not, it's, I mean, you get worn out, but yeah. you don't have breathing issues like that. I had never experienced that in my life. It's pretty crazy. It's like, I underestimated this. So the, the moral of the story is, because you guys can go watch the video, you'll see how everything we go through there. Um, when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great video. But... Um, <laughs> The, the moral of the story is we weren't prepared for the altitude and uh, we had a camera guy, Vince and Clayton were getting like, like migraine headaches and like dizziness and all kinds of crazy symptoms 
combined with, I mean, all of us were feeling the fatigue and like you could walk on flat ground or go downhill for 50 feet and you were literally out of breath. Mm -hmm. If you've never hunted, like, cause we were at 12,000 feet. That's you know? where camp was. Camp was yeah. at 12 and we were going up from there. Right. So it, it was, it was a whole new experience. So if you're going to, the moral of the story is if you're going to hunt high country, be prepared, you know, it, it can literally be dangerous to your health. Uh, if you, you get mountain sickness, it can kill you. And these guys were starting to get those symptoms. So we, we ended up hunting another day and then backing down a little bit. Yeah, what, what happened to us, like the first thing I noticed was everything swelled. My fingers were like sausages. My face was swollen. Um, you know, like you press on your skin and it like turns white and it stays white. Like everything was super swollen. And so my joints were hurting. That was the first symptom. Like something's weird here. Mm -hmm. Of course, the breathing, right? But then me and Vince, and Vince was all swollen. His face was all swollen. We had uh, really bad headaches, just mm -hmm. throbbing headaches. And then I, I got nauseated, and then he got nauseated, and we were so sick, like we couldn't eat. So you're hiking around. You're not eating because you're sick to your stomach. It's just a bad deal. It's a really bad combination. And like I said, we're not, we're not uh, new to hiking or backpacking. We've done this for years. Mm -hmm. It was the elevation. It just hit so different. But the, the bummer part about it, the worst part about it all, the, just the most frustrating thing is that that's where the elk were. Mm -hmm. The only place where the elk were. Yep. Literally, as we're hiking in, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give a little spoiler alert with this one. We were hiking up this kind of narrow basin towards, and we're trying to get to the top, and we're at the top is where we're going to camp. And we're within a quarter mile, and we hear, uh, we decide to stop and bugle, just for giggles. It was the last 20 minutes of light. And so we rip a bugle and we get a response. Finally, first response we get. Mm -hmm. And we turn around and up the mountain, kind of behind us a little bit, up and around the rim, there's a whole herd of elk. Yep. Big bull too. Big, Big herd bull up herd there. Bull. And so we're psyched. Like we're finally in the elk. We found them. And up on that hillside where that herd was, that's where we hunted the next morning. Mm -hmm. And we were getting responses to our bugles. We yep. had a couple chuckles within... 40 50 yards yeah never did see those it bulls, was heavy timber so heavy timber um we had a small herd of a, a couple cows and a couple spikes within 50 yards of us that we called in it was it was a lot of fun but we had to get out because of the elevation and that was the most frustrating thing like when your body is your limitation like you know you can be successful in the hunt you found the elk which is yeah. which is the most challenging part right or normally but then you have to leave because of it, elevation. It was a successful grouse hunt. Let's just say that. <laughs> we did smoke a couple of grouse, and those things were delicious, too. But, uh, but yeah, that, that lesson learned. So that lesson was 2023 learned. in a nutshell right there. A yeah, big nutshell, but a nutshell. <laughs> it, was a, it was a struggle fest for us. Um, Davey, on the other hand, in Southern California, was just whacking them and stacking them. Yeah, he so had, he's he going to have some videos. He, he had a really cool bison hunt. This, this year, you guys will see the video is going to go up on the channel. Um, that turned out to be quite a unique uh, situation oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> for him. <laughs> um, but you'll see that. It's, it's, I'm not going to uh, you know, spoil it, but it's going to be very interesting, trust me. And then, um, I mean, he's killed three deer. Mm -hmm. him, he hasn't. He killed two, and, and his, one of his buddies killed another one. Um, they got all that footage, so... It's, they're going to be uploading some good stuff to the channel um, coming up on our video drop. But, uh, yeah, the, it was a tough year. Um, well, what's your takeaway from rifle season? We haven't talked about rifle season yet. 
Yeah, so so rifle season, we couldn't align our schedules. Well, we were we were in Colorado when rifle right. season opened. Right. So, but when we got back from Colorado, we we couldn't align our schedules together to get out there at the same time. So I went out and Clayton went out separately, um, which kind of actually works out better community wise because we're having more days in the field that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to get between the two of us, that was like another six or seven days in the field, mm-hmm. um, and. And it was deader than Elvis Presley out there. <laughs> there was yeah. not, uh, I, I was out there for three days. I didn't see a doe. I don't think I saw a doe, a buck, a bear, nothing in three days. And I'm, I'm going places that have deer and hunting all kinds of different terrain. I'm just turning and burning and nothing. It was crazy. No fresh sign. Like they just vanished. Mm-hmm. So the later it got into rifle season, you know, they, they went to some areas further down and further away and we, we couldn't get access to like way too far out or whatever the case is. But, um, yeah, I think it was just tough. Mm -hmm. It was really, really tough for our rifle season because, you know, a lot of these places in California, let's face it, you're hunting a spot that there's a lot of other guys hunting. How many rigs did you count driving in? I didn't count. There was, there was at least a couple dozen that I saw while I was, while I was out there for those three days. But which may not seem like a lot, but in the same area, one of my buddies hunted opening weekend there, and he said he saw a good number of deer, but he also had like 30-something trucks at the trailhead with him, trailers and horse trailers and all this kind of stuff. So it, it just, there's a large population of humans out there hunting, and uh, that pushes the deer out, ultimately, you know. If you could go back and do something different for rifle season, what would you have done? I would have hunted earlier in the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, given the same time constraints and schedule, what would you have done? So, you know, I don't know that there's a lot else I could have done. The only thing I could have done is gone to a different spot or different spots. So if you went to a different spot, would you have gone, would you have been more strategic within the area you were, or would you have just gone like deeper, further away? I I would have had one of two strategies because you you got a certain amount of time, right? You got three days. So I've got three days to hunt. I've either got to, you know, it's hard to want to commit for a three-day hunt, even in somewhere that you know pretty well. It's like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to commit all three of these days. Well, if you get in there and there's no deer, you're just screwed. Mm-hmm. Like you got three wasted days and you got to pack in for half a day and pack out for half a day and you're by yourself solo hunting. So then if you kill a deer, game on. Maybe you're you're hustling to get that thing out of there. Yeah. So that's always kind of like a daunting thing. So hindsight being 2020, I would have probably just packed in somewhere as far as I could get and said, suck it up buttercup this is where the deer are going to be because we know the deer are going deeper further darker holes deeper canyons that's where they hang out when the pressure gets tough and they don't move a lot so the 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 two things that i would have done either or would be pack straight in don't fool around and move spots and drive to different areas and glass none of that pack straight in or pick a spot and just glass 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 and wait for them to come out because there's a chance that there's some in areas that are accessible, they're just holding really tight like blacktail do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're going to get a higher population of um, less pressured deer if you can get past that like seven to eight mile mark, get in there, you know, mm-hmm. away from roads and people and all that. So that yeah. would have been, I would have either done one of those two things if I had to do it over. Obviously, I'm still undecided, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only option really mm-hmm. is to go deep or stay and just glass recon, just stay there. And when I went, um, I saw one bear 
and I think one or two does, and that was it. And the bear was, actually, the bear got spooked by coyotes, which I'd never seen that before. So weird. Yeah, this bear was just kind of rambling up a hill, and I didn't see, I, I filmed it through my spotting scope, and I didn't see it until I went back, back and watched the video. A pack of two or three coyotes was coming from the uphill side, just kind of wandering down, and I saw this bear turn and just start jogging down the hill. I wonder, wonder that's weird. There must be a, a guy up there. I spooked it. And it wasn't. It was a pack of coyotes scooting off the bear. So that Apparently was those cool. coyotes were bad at the bone. Yeah. <laughs> they were looking for bear, <laughs> hunting bear just like you. Yeah, so um, that was that. Went on a little bear hunt after, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really hunt. I was, I was camping with my boy, and uh, we just kind of took a rifle along just in case we saw something, basically. But I went back to that spot where I saw that bear, and I, we hunted it hard for two or three days, glassed and glassed and glassed, and there was no deer, there was no bears, there was nothing. So yeah, that area just got... So the weekend I went, the first time, when I saw the bear... I think I counted 60 rigs on the way in. Now, there's a lot of dirt roads on the way up to that spot, a lot of miles, but 60 rigs. That's a lot. That's way too many. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so if, if you can find where the deer go, you will forever feel your tag. Every season, you'll feel your yep. tag because they're habitual. They're going to go. If you go back and watch last year's hunting video, me and John found one of those places. We couldn't hunt it this year because it's an opening morning spot. If you go there the, you know, three days into season, it's going to be a ghost town, I guarantee you. Mm -hmm. But opening morning, it's a funnel. Funnel to somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. It's a funnel. And they're going to go down that funnel every opening morning. Yep. So if you can find those spots, it's gold. Yeah, and most of the time, those spots are just absolute miserable hell holes to get into. They are, yeah. That's and that's, that's what makes the deer go there. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think that's... We've talked about this many times in the past, but there's always room at the top, right? So, and, and like, that's a term people use in business and life and whatever. There's always room at the top. You're worried about competition. There's always room at the top. Well, the same thing applies to hunting, like deer mm -hmm. or elk or whatever. There's always room further in, you know? Yeah, there's the, that's true. The guy who works the hardest and goes the furthest and goes the deepest into the nastiest canyon, he's going to find the deer. So it doesn't matter how many other guys are hunting in the woods. If you can get away from them all and you put the work in and struggle, you're going to find them. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's like, how much are you physically willing to pay to find the deer? You know, cause even a lot of guys will get swayed by horse outfits, mm -hmm. but guys are using horses to get where they want to go. Not so they can be hardcore hunters and go even further. Right. They're going to hunt relative, relatively close to their horses. Right. So that's kind of with skittish blacktail. That's not the greatest strategy. Horses and blacktail don't usually get along. Yeah, <laughs> those guys clear out. Horses quick. make a lot more noise than you would think. Oh yeah, a horse camp. Noise. You can hear. I mean, you sit on a ridge a mile away, and you can hear a horse camp down there. They're clanging pots and pans. There's horses Winnie, whinnying. Yeah. There's all kinds of chopping wood and stuff going on. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> these guys. There's not a stinking deer within a mile of these guys. You know, so you got to be strategic with horses. But llamas may be a better choice. I don't know. Well, next year, um, my cousin is a cowboy up in Oregon, and so he, he's not an elk guide or anything, but he knows where they live because he's out, you know. Cowboying. He's cowboying, yeah, out in the woods. He's riding cows. So, but ironically, he told me about, you know, he said, hey, come up here. I have horses. We'll get you out there. I know exactly where. In fact, he told me, yeah, last week I just saw a herd with several bulls, and there was a 7 by 7 and a 6 by 6 I'm like, oh. 
so he got me all fired up, um, but it's a draw unit, so um, I needed to get some points. So I put in, uh, for both of us, we got a point, and I think we'll be able to draw this next year. Fingers crossed. So we could have another elk hunt, not yeah. at 12,000 feet. <laughs> so. I may or may not be going to that one schedule, depending. But I'm working on a family hunt. It's going to be really fun. We're trying to go to Wyoming uh, and shoot antelope. Or deer, we're not 100% decided yet, but there's enough points to do either or in some spots that we have. So, um, yeah, if you guys, hey, you know what? We need to do this. Uh, if you guys have been striking along in the podcast this long, then maybe you're diehards. So if you know of spots in Wyoming, I'm going to Wyoming for antelope, like two point, two point spots. You got any two point spots? That'll hunt good because you kind of need private land access in Wyoming because there's it's a big fat checkered board. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about the Crazy Woman unit. It's actually that's the name of it. Um, <laughs> taking my wife there. <laughs> Love you, honey. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm looking for spots that. over there. Probably gonna have to pay a land access or something. But um, that's what we're trying to do: take the kids along, take the RV, and just have have a good old time. You know, yeah, just that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's like the first or second week in October. Um, and then they can check out some nearby towns. We can do some, you know, the fossils and all that kind of stuff. It'd be tough to do a September hunt and then come home for five days and then do a yeah. Wyoming road trip. And then yeah. maybe if the new company's doing really well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have school schedules too to work yeah, out. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. That really is the problem is school. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe you can save your point then. And well, if you smoke a bowl this next year in, in uh, Oregon, then I can go the following year, and then you can go the following year. And then That's, I, yeah, you know, we'll go. just trade off. <laughs> I'll just, yeah. We'll Whoever's not hunting is filming. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll still do our, our California hunting. I've kind of been, I've been reinvigorated for archery for, for 2024. I haven't so much. Yeah, um, right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing a, most likely a rifle A zone hunt, either me or my wife or going to be trying to i'm trying to convince her to shoot a, a buck in a zone this year i've got a spot um or uh i'm mean, gonna possibly i don't know i'm thinking about going down with david and doing a that would be cool doing a rifle hunt down there southern california spend a few days that would be awesome um that would be a really fun hunt and then we go to our usual spot mm-hmm. so for, uh, rifle. for rifle yeah so i don't know how much archery hunt i'm gonna be doing next year just because the way the chips are falling with the schedule this last year I did pretty much all archery, mm-hmm. um, at least for the openers and the special hunts. So this next year I'm probably going to be doing mostly all rifle. And we're stacking points in California. I think we have five or six. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not stacking, but in California, relative to California, yeah. we're not stacking. But we're getting to the point where we can start seriously considering. Yeah, that's another thing. Those. Hey, people weigh in on this. What do you think if you had six points? Some of you guys probably have way more points than that. But say if you're in a position, you've got six points to burn, what unit are you applying for? Yeah, good question. What unit would you go for? If you feel obliged to answer that question on the interwebs. But um, I don't know. We're trying to figure out if there's somewhere we want to go, scout out, see if, you know, we went to X6A or something recently. X7A. X6B, 7A. And X6A, I think. Something like that. Anyway, we it was garbage so <laughs> yeah, it was. It <laughs> we was. scouted it was pretty rough the populations are down the fire messed stuff up it's it's kind of a rough deal but um i don't know i've been thinking about x8 x8 is pretty solid 
Mm-hmm. Um, not like a crazy unit, but there's a good population of deer there and stuff. So I don't know. Weigh in. What do you guys think? I also want to go hunt sea zone again. Maybe it's nostalgic, but I've talked about it on the podcast. It's nostalgic. Up, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I grew up hunting season. I know the area pretty well. It just it got hammered by the Dixie Fire. Mm-hmm. It really did. So I don't know how much of it is the same. And it's still a human zoo out there too during rifle season. During rifle, I'd like to hunt archery. I think that'd be better. I think I'd a lot like of guys do archery. tree stands and stuff up there. They do. Yeah, yeah. pretty successful. There's a lot of migration in sea zone. Right. So, you know, I was thinking about that too, is doing backpack hunts. You know, you, you could take a saddle, a tree saddle in, cause it's just like harness. It's really lightweight and you got to hang from a saddle all day, but, um, they they make them pretty comfortable, especially if you got footholds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fairly lightweight or if, if you just pack in a tree stand during, during scouting and hide yeah. it somewhere. I mean, there are some of these spots that we're archery hunting where you set up a tree stand right above and just play them like whitetail, you know, right above a spot where you know they walk. Mm-hmm. It's just patience, man. Us Western hunters, we don't like waiting around for nothing, you know. I want to be doing something. I want to be glassing or hiking easy. or something, you know. I don't want to sit in a tree stand and wait. Well, last, we've been going up to uh, the sea zones and, like, just camping in the off-season, family camping trips in, like, late June, early July. And there's a spot I like to take the kids because I know there's always going to be deer. Mm-hmm. And they like to see the deer, and, and you went last time, yeah. and we drove down that road. What was oh, it? Deer Four, everywhere. Five, I think we counted thirty does yeah. on a five-mile strip of road. Yeah. Where so are the bucks? The bucks weren't there. There was zero bucks. Um, they were, but they're going to be was somewhere around that. There. That's yeah. where they were. They're going to be somewhere around mm-hmm. there. So maybe we'll see. Got a lot to figure out for next year. So we don't know what's going on next year. Maybe some things, maybe some other things. It'll be fun. Yeah, and we, we talked about uh, our product development on one of the podcasts over the year, uh, over this year. And we're still working on that. We hit a couple of roadblocks. We, had, we thought we had um, a deal in place with a developer, and it just it kind of fell through. They weren't able, able to deliver the design we wanted. So we're still working on that. Hey, if anyone's got like an extra 20000 bucks. <laughs> I mean, it's worth asking, right? Uh, and you want to give it to us? We'll be we'll be willing to take it. We're trying to we're trying to develop a product over here. <laughs> oh man, uh, we're we're actively working on getting this product to market. In fact, we set kind of a goal for ourselves to get the prototype done by like mid January, mm-hmm. so time crunch. And we're hoping to hit one of the major, at least one of the major trade shows coming up. Yeah, um, so. And connect with folks about it. So we're excited about that. That's still happening. We're still working on it. Yeah, you guys have to hang in there. Once we launch this product, we need everyone to buy it. Yeah. It, it, if you haven't used it before, it could very well be a game changer for you. Oh, for sure. So For sure. It's, it's going to be a game changer for a lot of guys, mm-hmm. I think. It's super simple and effective. Mm-hmm. And it's not super spendy. I mean, you guys are going to like it. Yeah. Like all the clues. You're not going to figure it out. Trust me. Once we launch it and be like, Oh yeah. Well, cool. I think that wraps up 2023. Not a lot of exciting stuff. <laughs> almost got it done on a bear. I almost, well, I did get it done on a bear. Sadly. That's in story for another day. Yeah, well, story for the video. Wait yeah. to be tuned into the video. That didn't yeah. make sense. You, Tune into the video. Yeah. You'll see, see what when it drops. Yeah. Some wild, some wild adventures. Mm-hmm. That was a wild, 
whole sequence of events there. I'll Man, never that forget was, that. That was crazy. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a story worth retelling but, hey, at some point. David's holding it down this year. He's got some good content for you guys, some kill shots, some fun stuff going on. We're so. just shoving everything on the Yeah. <laughs> no, away, but, but, <laughs> but ultimately, we got, like Clayton said, end of January, you guys are going to start seeing videos drop. We're going to try to put them out sequentially, like one a week or something. Yeah for several weeks and um there will be some good videos in there mm -hmm. some good some good shots some and good even on the hunts we did where we're kind of griping about it but it was fun yeah we learned a lot oh, we there's saw some animals. great content i think this year this is this is a silver lining this archery season we saw more bucks than we ever have during archery season yeah i think quality that's true. bucks yeah. really good bucks and we got a lot of them on film mm -hmm. so you can look forward to that it was really cool to see yep and then we'll drop you guys the coordinates of where we were at and just go out there. <laughs> yeah, well, Psych. <laughs> yeah. Just keep scrolling down. Hey, see hey, directly after that hunt, like the day after that hunt, we will probably literally would have posted probably. those coordinates. We were so ticked off with our, <laughs> with our hunt. That's the truth, man. It was tough. Yeah. But don't get discouraged. I mean, it's cool if when, you're, when you hunt and you don't kill anything, just, you know, which you don't really have any choice, step back and take some time after season. And then think about, you know, like, just think about your hunt. Think about what you did, what you didn't do. Compare it to some other people that, if you don't have a lot of experience, compare it to some people you've seen on YouTube or hunting shows. Mm -hmm. And just try to think through, like, what, what did I do that didn't work out? What could I have done differently? What about this location didn't work or this area? You know, and just mm -hmm. think through it. Yeah, It'll why, make you better for next year. Why did you fail and how can you fix it? Yeah. yeah. But and the moral of the story here is, like, we've been doing this a long time. And we post how-to videos, how to hunt, how to scout, and we still. Yeah, we got out. our we got our tail ends handed to us this it year. Still happens like, in California, well, and Colorado. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, we just we just got the whooping put on us by the old great outdoors. So, so. and that's the, the beauty the, of it. Though the thing like, is, we don't. Up to this point, we we haven't really. I mean, we haven't hunted private lands. We haven't taken, um, uh, you know, to any real extent. You know, we haven't taken, uh, like gone with a guide or had you know a local connection at a spot where there's a bunch of deer and someone knows what's going on like we just go and figure it out yeah so always. so for some a lot of like a lot of you guys oh i kill a deer there every year and whatever and that's fine that's great congratulations um we usually kill deer every year too i mean there hasn't been a year and i can't even count how many years that we didn't kill deer or bears or both really yeah um but this year it just it didn't work out for us mm -hmm. and um you know we were looking we were looking into new spots we were you know and and that's just how hunting is yeah. sometimes it's going to work out and sometimes it's not and you learn from it move on and to a degree it's the great equalizer yeah you could be rich or poor you could be it doesn't yep. matter you get out in the woods if you're hunting in public lands mm -hmm. un, un, unfettered public lands that don't have you know feed without, or without ag, a guide or, yeah you're not baiting your deer mm -hmm. like that one guy on instagram that shot that great big body <laughs> um <laughs> You know, you're not you're not doing that kind of thing. Uh, then yeah, it's it's a it's a tough deal, man. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it comes down to you and that animal. And especially if you're archery hunting, you got to get in the red zone. I mean, that is it's tough. archery is tough. Mm -hmm. Anything inside of 80, 70 yards on a blacktail, congratulations. Yeah, you, you know you you got it done. Yeah, yeah. And one more one more note. Um, we got some amazing feedback, like we talked about on this. The bear hunt. We talk about doing a bear hunt. Oh yeah, you, so yeah, a, a subscriber bear hunt. So we are narrowing in on how we're going to do this thing, and we would prefer to do an archery hunt. I think, right? Yeah, they're just they're a lot less pressured. 
Um, yeah, and the archery, we have a, believe it or not, you probably have a little bit of a higher success rate archery hunting bears. Mm -hmm. And that just boils down to how we hunt them and where they're located at that time. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think if we may end up doing a subscriber archery bear hunt, and if you're, if you don't have archery, you know, capabilities or whatever, um, or don't have a bow or whatever, and you're not willing to get one, uh, may not be the hunt for you. You know, maybe, maybe just have to, but that's not definite. We're, we're still figuring it out. I guess if we could kind of base it on who wins, we could do something like that. We're, we're still, we're narrowing in on it though, but it'll be, we're planning on it being in 2024 and we, we could, we could always just say, Hey, if, if you're an archery hunter, um, and you're interested in this, you know, we can put like a sticker or something on the website and say, buy the sticker and it enter, enters you or buy something, something not super expensive. that's mm -hmm. not cost prohibitive for people. Yeah. Um, that way it's just kind of like an entry cue that, that we know for sure, you know, Hey, I'm an, I, I hunt proficient with a bow and I'm interested in this mm -hmm. rather than just anyone. And then filtering through people that are like, oh, I can't do that. Or a really cool t-shirt, like a unique archery bear hunting. T I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll figure it yeah. out. We'll figure it out. But that's kind of where we're headed with it. Um, and I, I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. So it'll be a blast. It's not a guided trip. You're just coming with us. You can get your own tag. Um, yeah, we're not guides. So right. No, clear. we're not guides. Um, we're not licensed we'll, guides. We'll take you to where we know there's bears. We've killed bears and we'll just be hunting together pretty yeah, much. We'll be hunting together. So we'll help you get, get close and all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, it'll be a good time. We'll film and blow the phone in distress call. Yeah. And you shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that was fun. Um, we're looking forward to kind of relaunching things in 2024. You'll see more content, more long forms, more scouting videos, hopefully some fishing this year. I miss yeah. fishing. Hey, you know what? Uh, something I meant to ask, and there, probably everyone's clicked off the video by this point, but if you're still <laughs> here, your input is greatly valued. Um, what type of off-season content you guys want to see? Hey, good question. Is, is there something particular? Would you rather have tip videos? Would you rather have like what we're doing in the off-season, hunting, fishing outdoors-wise? Um, what do you want to see in the off-season, you know? Hit us up. Let us know. Bird hunting, whatever, because we do some other stuff. So maybe some training, like off-season training, because yeah. we work on that every year. Mm -hmm. And I know we've had questions about it. So mm -hmm. yeah, we, maybe all the above. Yeah. yeah. What do you want to see? What do you want us to do? We're puppets on a string. So <laughs> tell us. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. That was a fun little chat. And uh, we'll see you next year. First of the year with David, probably. We yeah, need to do an David. entry podcast. We'll so. do that. So Catch us on the next podcast. Thanks for coming along. Like, subscribe, share the video to your friends, especially if they're archery hunters that want to kill a bear. All right, we'll see you next time.